Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. I was very happy to see Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia provide a pardon to a parent who had a school board meeting really went after the school board. And you're saying, why would you be okay with people going after a school board? Well, this is a school board that covered up a sexual assault of his daughter. What do you think they deserve, a cookie? Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. This guy was charged with disorderly conduct and convicted. The school board covered up a sexual assault of his child from a boy who claimed to be a girl. They then transferred the kid to another school where he, not she, he sexually assaulted another student. Every member of that school board should be in jail. Anybody who was associated with it, knew anything about it, got an email, should be in jail. You want me to be bothered by a father who might want to go at a school board member or anybody who covers up an assault and his daughter doesn't tell him, doesn't let him know. I'm sorry. I just, I won't look there. There, If you want to say to me, well, he, he did what he did. He couldn't control himself. And then there's, there's the legal issues. This is the guy, this is the guy we're going to spend our time on. So, okay. It's legal issues. He shouldn't have done what he'd done. He didn't hit anybody. He wouldn't listen to police. They dragged him to the ground. Disorderly conduct. Damn straight you give him a pardon. Good for the governor. The only question is, what took you so long? I actually addressed this on uh, on Fox yesterday. And I will discuss more of that today because it was a fascinating appearance. What people are willing to do to cheer Joe Biden is unreal. They're letting you know that the Constitution, the rule of law, rights, meaningless. Meaningless. And I will share that with you. And always, we don't forget. And I know that you don't either. Um, Which building are we talking about? The one that's westernmost? Um, Let's see. Yes, sir. Did you hear the explosion from your position? Yes, we did. As a matter of fact, we we heard it and, and... because I was just like standing there pretty much looking out the window. I didn't see what caused it or if there was an impact. So you have no idea right, right oh, now? Oh, there's another one. Another plane just hit. <gasps> right, oh, my God. Another plane has just hit. It hit another building. Flew right into the middle of it. Explosion. That was a caller on CBS, September 11, 2001, talking to Brian Gumbel. It's 23 years, 22 years. It's 22 years, right? I got that. I can do math. Yeah, it was yesterday for some of us. And I don't think you are different than I am. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Those that are in high-risk categories, but who, who should be taking that booster? You know, John, I don't want to get ahead of the ACIP and their recommendation. My own personal feeling is that I believe certainly those who are vulnerable, the elderly and those with underlying condition. But I believe we should give the choice to people who are not in the high risk groups to have the vaccine available for them. Because, again, we have experience with this type of vaccine in billions of people. It's a safe vaccine. Of course, with the mRNA, there's a very, very, very low risk, particularly in young men, of getting a myocarditis. It would have been something very nice to tell them before they took the vaccine. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. And just so we can put together the bed, the idea that, you know, the political right is just they treat Dr. Fauci so poorly and they make it all political. He's no longer with the federal government. Why is he still the interview on ABC on their Sunday show this week? Why is he the guy they're interviewing? How come they're not interviewing the next man up? And I forgive me, I'm forgetting the organization right now. Why aren't they interviewing that person? It's still Fauci. Because that's the guy they want to deliver the message. Not the person who's in charge, the guy who used to be in charge. What if the person in charge isn't saying the thing they like? So that I think that that message in and of itself, that Jonathan Carl would still interview Fauci, is, is only proof of, of the problem. But people have been talking about myocarditis for a few years. Those people got shunned. How dare you? Can't say that on social media. You should be censored. Now, now I've got Fauci saying that you have a very low risk? The safe vaccine, of course, with the mRNA, there's a very, very, very low risk, particularly in young men, of getting a myocarditis. Would have been nice if someone had said that before young men took the vaccine. They may have thought differently about it. Honesty matters. And when... When you see this, it's it's a reminder though. Yeah, don't don't trust anybody. Don't trust anyone. Just just don't do it. I mean, it's a terrible way to live, but this is what they've told you. In New Mexico, it is my hope that they uh remove the governor for not only being um well, I shouldn't say not only. No, do it for only. For actually believing that she alone is more important than the Constitution. There's actually a call for uh, Governor Michelle Grisham to be in- impeached. She decided that there was a problem with guns in New Mexico. So she was going to sign a public health order that would suspend open and concealed carry of firearms for 30 days. Yes, it's it's a public health emergency, so all of a sudden the Constitution doesn't exist anymore. Do you know how crazy you have to be? You have to be a progressive kind of crazy. 
Only the political left would ever engage such a thought. We don't like what's happening. Let's change the Constitution. Well, the right didn't like abortion. Abortion was wrongly decided. Then Roe v. Wade never should have happened. And the Supreme Court has a history of overturning things like, for example, Dred Scott, or I should say, uh, coming with better decisions, and Plessy versus Ferguson. We have a history. How about the 21st Amendment to repeal the 18th Amendment? America has a history of changing course. Turns out the Second Amendment remains, and abortion was never constitutional to begin with. Certainly not in the Constitution at all. It's the right to privacy. No, it really isn't. Grisham putting in a statement when New Mexicans are afraid to be in crowds, to take their kids to school, to leave a baseball game, when their very right to exist is threatened by the prospect of violence at every turn, something is very wrong. So she thought she was more important than the Constitution. Even Congressman Ted Lieu, who is a leftist's leftist's leftist, was like, uh, yeah, this is, um, I think, think uh, you might have gone uh, just uh, a bit too uh, far with all of this because... Of course she did. Congressman Ted Lieu, progressive, California. I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal constitution. There is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. And I responded with, you know, Ted's right. I can't believe I'm saying it, but he's, he, he is right. And then I saw David Hogg say literally the same thing. There is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. And I said, oh, it's a talking point. And some people had reached out to me via Twitter and email, talking point. I'm like, yeah. Yes, it certainly is, isn't it? You, you immediately come out to oppose this because you know it can never hold. And when I see a couple people utilizing the same language, I wonder, well, why'd they do it? So you are left with the recognition that uh, Governor Grisham always knew that this wouldn't fly. But it was a test balloon. Try it. Put it out there. See what's up. In the same way, I would never trust Dr. Fauci with medical information, knowing that he kept information from Americans, whether it be about myocarditis when that conversation was happening, at least the recognition that it was possible, even if you didn't have the data, not silencing people was the right way to go. And of course, about the origins of COVID, which he already had suspicions. There was already emails, already conversations amongst uh, uh, these experts, epidemiologists, and uh, we kept that silent from the American people. I shouldn't say we, they. Well, in the same exact way, why would I trust these, these, these responses? Ted Lieu is right, but he doesn't support gun safety laws. He supports the idea of you not having a Second Amendment at all, just differently. He's right that you cannot have a state uh, public health emergency exception to the Constitution. But when I see him and David Hogg say it, I'm now told it's a talking point, which makes me believe that this was a test balloon. Just put it out there. See what happens. Ah, 
Um, uh, we're gonna get rid of gas stoves. Just put it out. Just just put it out there. Oh, oh, people are squawking about it. Okay, tell them that you never said anything like hey, gas stoves are fine. Why are they complaining about gas stoves? Okay, you're doing that? Great. Now let's create some uh, some some rules here through uh, agencies so nobody can, can do anything about it. And let's just put an end to gas stoves. All right. Out gas furnaces uh, next. Gas hot water heaters after that. Oh, are they complaining about it? Tell them they're just fighting a culture war. That's all. I said, just, just scream, why are you fighting these culture wars? And then, and then uh, get rid of these things. These are the same people who kill whales. Oh, you know about the dead whales, right? Oh, I, I, will, I will try to get to it on Tony Katz today. The dead whales, and there's data. Because, you know, the left can't stop making our planet better or something. But what happened in New Mexico should get her impeached as a way of reminding the rest of the country and the rest of these silly, radical governors that they're really not in charge of that much. They're certainly not that much in charge of the citizen. But the more you look at it, the more you're like, the whole thing is nuts. The whole thing is weird. I'm going to go for a test balloon. That's going to be my take. And as you know from this administration, they don't shoot down balloons. Too soon? No? Yes? Good? Nice poll? You're welcome. You're welcome, Indy. I do it for you, kitten. There is a group of Hoosiers heading to Switzerland. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And it is to learn about how to better do apprenticeships. The Indiana, the Indy Chamber, I should say, describes it as a quote, an exclusive immersion into the economic infrastructure of other major metropolitan areas. Well, I don't know if that fully explains it. And from that, you could wonder whether or not this is just a really glorified vacation. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. But the concept is about how apprenticeships are done in different places how we start actually getting into some work-based learning. How do you get people involved and engaged and, in, and, and think about that, that skill set differently? So I don't know if this is being led um, by Melissa Prophet. She's mentioned in the article over there at uh, ibj.com. She's chair of the Indy Chamber Board of Directors. Um, very nice person. Uh, and uh, conceptually, I dig the concept. I'm only sa- I, I, one of the very few things that I've ever read where I was like, I would have liked to have been a part of that. I get it, right? Only business leaders. Well, you're talking about how do you get messages out to people, and and if there's one thing that that, that Indiana is remarkably bad at, it's utilizing the resources. Indiana does not worry much about getting messages out. Elected leaders don't worry much about getting messages out. They, they don't. It's for, for everything that, that, that I personally receive as some kind of um, email, contact, etc. Um, what I don't receive is mind boggling. And it's, it's stunning to me.
that doesn't happen. But as a concept, and, and, and again, I'll say it. I'm sorry I wasn't asked. This, this is exactly the kind of stuff we should be looking at. What are the best practices? I'm not saying we should do things in a European way. I am saying that we should always be open to seeing how people are doing things and saying, wait a second, that's a better idea. How do we work that into our life? How do we utilize that to help keep people in Indiana? The brain drain issues, people heading for warmer pastures or whatever, this is a problem. And you have to be more attractive. And one of the ways you do that is by uh, having people feel that and, and, and actually giving them uh, uh, if you will, a piece, feeling connected. So this is a smart idea. This is a smart, smart, smart idea. I'm glad they're going. Um, they, they, they should expand out who they invite. One, one man's take. That is all. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. How you saw Trump at the Iowa-Iowa State game is really how you see this election. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. I mean, if you're them, if you're us, it's it's a different conversation because we look for all the things. We're taking a look and, and seeing what it tells us, honestly, not not uh, to, to fulfill our fantasies. Trump got cheered at the Iowa-Iowa State game. Trump got booed. Both things happened. And to say that it didn't happen is, well, kind of silly. Trump absolutely got cheered and Trump absolutely was given the finger. Both things happened. And 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 how you utilize that information. Well, all depends on whether or not you want Trump to be the nominee or not for the Republicans. I would say that it is clear to me that nearly everybody on the debate stage can beat Joe Biden. I've said so before the polling. I said so before this weekend. I say so now. It would be outrageous to think that Trump is not popular. It is equally outrageous to think that Trump is not beatable. It's crazy town to think that it can only it can only be Trump. That's just that's just nutty. It's always been a bad idea. It continues to be a bad idea. But it's important that you 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 note uh, that the way this is going to be spun, right? You're going to hear things like this from MSNBC. His campaign. She says that she is planning to caucus in January uh, for Ron DeSantis because she says he comes to the table with tangible plans. I also spoke with a young Republican named Lucas who uh, really was unmoved by any of this legal baggage surrounding Trump as far as these four criminal indictments. He said uh, that his support is solid and he doesn't say, he says that nothing is going to be able to change that. Take a listen to more of my conversations with these two. 
I feel that he has too much baggage with his legal battles. And as our country is facing a lot of problems, we need to unify. And I feel like with him, there's going to be a lot of fighting. Now, of course, MSNBC shares this. And then they shared uh, this guy at the end saying, look, Trump was right not to come to the debate. You know, uh, a college frat guy type, uh, I guess, is the way to say it. This is the way MSNBC is going to spin it. Anything that hits Trump is is worthwhile. And it will make one believe, oh, they're hitting Trump because they're more worried about Trump than DeSantis. I think there is a level of truth to that. I also think that the reason they talk more about Trump than DeSantis or want to hit Trump more than DeSantis is because they believe it's better for ratings. So there's, again, a couple ways you can look at this as well. Don't deny the popularity and don't deny that we haven't cast a vote yet. The people who have wanted... I have videos on this subject that I've put out. The people who wanted to write this off, up, it's Trump, it's over, there's no point. No point. Of course there's a point. Of course there's a point. We have no idea how this is going to play out. And the people who are saying, it's already done, they don't know what they're talking about. Just as easily could Ron DeSantis be the nominee as Trump could be the nominee. And for the people who follow polls, if you see the CNN poll that has the matchups versus Biden and you see Haley 49, Biden 43, I'm sorry, that's interesting. Tony, it's never going to be Nikki Haley. I don't think it's going to be Nikki Haley either. But I know it looks interesting. Meanwhile, it is September 11th. And uh, we do not forget. And as um, is custom, the hard things must be shared. And September 11th is a day that has to be shared. And it has to be shared with your kids. And it has to be shared with your loved ones. And it has to be shared. It wasn't, as Representative Ilhan Omar despicably said, some people did some things. It was a vicious, violent attack against the way of life. That cost the lives of thousands. 9.47 a.m. Hi, baby. I'm, baby, you have to listen to me carefully. I'm on a plane that's been hijacked. I'm on the plane. I'm calling from the plane. I want to tell you I love you. Please tell my children that I love them very much. And I'm so sorry, babe. I hope to be able to see your face again, baby. I love you. Bye. That's hard. And every single year, this gets a little rougher to do on the show. And I've usually come into this day with a with a story, with a, almost a, a presentation. I will admit to you that I came into this with dread. Um, to the extent that I didn't want to do any of it. None of it. I don't know. My head is just, I think the idea of 22 years is a very strange, strange number. Because I was in D.C. on September 11th. I was training a new employee at the Hard Rock Cafe where I was a manager. 
And a couple of servers came in and said, you got to see this. And then things started happening around D.C. There was, you know, it, they, they were wrong, but, you know, bombs at the State Department, bombs here, bombs there. Uh, the Hard Rock Cafe sits next to Ford Theater. Ford's Theater is where uh, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. And on the other side is the J. Edgar Hoover building, the FBI building. And until you've seen people run for their lives from, from that building, run like ants out of a molehill, um, I, I have never believed that you and I um, see September 11th differently because you were in Indiana and I was in D.C. that day. But certainly we may have had different experiences. Um, I, I have, I have a, a multitude of stories, and my stories don't mean anything compared to people who survived. But I did. I came to, came to this year with dread. But... When you say you remember, you actually have to go about doing so. And thus we will, dread or not.